This is an Eye on Annapolis special update. We are practicing social distancing like to the extreme here. I am on the phone with Kathy, who is an Eastport resident who has been on a business assignment in Paris, France since 2016. We are friends. We've been known each other for how long have we known each other for? Probably I'm trying to think when the kids were probably oh. five. So we're probably Maybe. looking. I think so. Oh, yeah. God. I don't want to even say 20 years. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my word. Okay. Time flies. But what Time it, flies, it, it did. I want I wanted to talk to you. I mean, you you are the president of the American Women's Group in Paris, which is a uh I I guess it's just a women's group that gets together socially and um you know, gets together and figures out what to do as American women abroad. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, we're an international group of English-speaking women primarily Americans who live here in Paris. Um, most of us are on expat assignments or have decided to retire here. And it's a social and cultural organization. So we provide just an opportunity for women to build a sense of community, um, American community outside of the United States here in France. So we do some fun stuff together. Well, that's cool. You know, it was funny. I was looking at your Facebook page and back on March 10th, there was a picture of you guys, of, of your American women's group. You're all tight and celebrating out in presumably a cafe or something like that. And there was a brief mention about the coronavirus saying, hey, with our new best friend, hand sanitizer. And, yeah. <laughs> and that was March 10th. And now here we are on the 18th and France is in a lockdown mode. And we wanted to touch base with you to find out, you know, what, what is the situation over there? And as everybody seems to know, we are probably about a week to maybe two weeks following you guys. So, um, it was, it, it was a difficult, um, day, March 10th, actually, because we had really waffled on whether or not we should even hold that event. That was one of the last events that we held as um, as an organization. And by March 10th, uh, there was no hand sanitizer to be found. I had actually purchased that probably two weeks earlier, uh, just out of, you know, a mom of three daughters right. <laughs> trying to be prepared. Uh, and we're on the metros all the time. We're on the buses all the time. So in general, a hand sanitizer is something that I typically have in stock in my own personal inventory. And when the coronavirus was becoming known, my husband had, had said, you know, you might want to just pick up a couple extra. So by March 10th, um, hand sanitizer was no longer able to be found. There were quite a few events that had already been canceled by then, including the Paris Half Marathon, it was becoming quite uh, a talking point. We were quite aware that we were probably going to be shut down. I'm not sure exactly the date that Italy was shut down, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was at about March 10th. Um, we were also very cognizant that we probably were going to be um, facing a similar situation as Italy, feeling that we were about a week behind Italy with regards to exposure. What happened? How did they, how did it go about when the country started to shut down? Obviously they gave you some notice saying, Hey, we're going to do this. And you had the opportunity to get into 
you know, get some groceries and get some supplies and whatnot that was available. How does that, you know, how, how is that working out now? I mean, how do you get your groceries? How, what's, what is it like living in Paris? So Paris announced um, on, let's see, I think it was about the 12th or 13th that all schools, universities, and churches would be closed. By Saturday night, the 14th, all restaurants, cafes, and bars were going to be closed. And Sunday the 15th, they closed all the ski resorts. We, I, I think there was this impending sense of, wow, th- this is getting, this is getting serious. And also Italy, you know, Italy is as close to Paris as, uh, you know, New York is to Richmond. So, you know, it's probably a five-hour drive for me to get down to, uh, you know, the northern part of Italy. It's, it's not very far, you know. I mean, it is another country, but it's not very far. And the borders, they're just like the states. If you want to drive, well, prior to the closing of the borders, if you wanted to drive from the ski resorts in Italy and across the border, I mean, there's nothing to stop you. It's like going over the... You know, the Bay Bridge, uh, Verrazano, the Bay, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, exactly. So it's, uh, we knew that testing had, was being done. We were already aware that people had been testing positive. Fortunately, here in France, there was widespread testing available. Um, and we could tell, I think, that the rates were, the infection rates were high, and the death rates in Italy have been just crazy, um, with the, with well over the, the accepted two or three percent that they keep talking about. So I think that France decided pretty early on that, um, they were going to do their best to, to try to stop this. There's, there's no stopping it. It's more a containment issue. Can we slow it down? And, um, based on what they were seeing, I believe in Italy, their primary concern was to try and slow down the exposure as much as possible. So that's what they um, that's what they worked on. So now, I, it off. I, how do we how do we get our groceries? We we have to have a certificate now to go outside our building. Um, we it's a self completed certificate. You print it, you fill it in. You say where you're going, what you're doing. You have to have your ID to show that you live in that neighborhood. And then you go to the grocery store. If you get stopped by the police, you show your certificate. Um, And if you don't have a printed certificate, then you can be fined up to about $150. Um, It's all self-imposed. It's self-isolation and it's self-imposed. And fortunately... Fortunately, people do seem to be now responding and responsive and understanding that this is a serious issue. Was that a problem initially? I think, yes. Um, I think that on Saturday when Macron, President Macron, announced that all cafes and restaurants and bars would be closed, um, it just so happened Sunday was a tremendously beautiful day here in Paris. I mean, it was probably 65 degrees, beautiful blue skies, everyone and their, you know, everyone in their entire family was outside at a park 
with a bottle of wine, sitting on a picnic blanket, <laughs> yeah. know, sitting on the banks of the Seine. Perfect Paris. Exactly. <laughs> a beautiful Parisian moment. So, um, yeah, that was rough. And then Sunday, you know, it was just such a beautiful day. Everyone wanted to be outside. All the cafes were closed. So people went to the park. Um, Monday, you know, President Macron brought down the hammer and said, no more. This is, this is not the definition of social distancing. This is not going to work. You need to take it seriously. So from now on, you need a certificate. From now on, the military will be patrolling the streets. From now on, the police are going to ask for your ID. Um, this is, this self isolation is a requirement and we are at war and he actually used the word war i believe no less than eight times in his address on monday night and he talked about it being an invisible and elusive enemy that we need to fight um and that we need to come together as a country to do so and uh, that's where we are today well, I know, I know that home, governor home, sitting in my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know governor Cuomo used those words as well. When he was talking to the New York times on their daily podcast, they said, you know, we, we, we are fighting a war. And they said, well, where is it? You know, the, the we see the enemy and he's advancing on us quickly and we aren't ready yet. We may be ready a little bit, um, but we don't know yet at this point. And I know here in Maryland, governor Larry Hogan has been doing uh, just a, a tremendous job for everybody. I mean, he was, out as he was out as far as head as he could to this thing. And, um, you know, he's taken some pretty drastic steps. A lot of people are thinking, and people are starting to take it a little bit seriously. Initially it wasn't, it was like, okay, social distancing. And he went into the bars and it was shoulder to shoulder again. Um, and not that six foot separation. So, and everyone does say the social distancing and obviously the hygiene is the, are the critical things to go there. Um, you know, and I mean, how, how are your supplies in France? in Paris, are you able to get adequate groceries to eat and what, and, and you guys, I know shop a lot differently than Americans do. And not that you're not American, but I mean, you, you'll go and get a little bit for a couple of days and be done versus Americans will go and buy for. Well, no, you're exactly right. And it's very different. You know, city living is very different and, um, and I don't have a car. So, um, you know, before, trying to stock up just on a normal time frame. I would periodically be walking home and go by the grocery store and try to make a decision. Am I going to buy the, you know, gallon of uh, milk or am I going to buy the gallon of laundry detergent? Because I certainly don't want to have to trudge home carrying both because you are carrying everything. Um, I do have a little shopping cart. I call it my granny cart, but I do have a little shopping cart that um, you can, and most people do, that they use to tote their groceries. Um, it's very helpful for when you go to the wine store and you're stocking up on wine. And the grocery stores are open. They are fully stocked. They have done an excellent job of maintaining the supply chain. That has not been a problem. Um and hey, I'm in Paris. The boulangeries are open. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I can go get. I, I can go to 
take my little hand-printed certificate and walk around the corner to get my baguette. It is not a problem. Okay. Um, and interestingly enough, the other store that is um, on the exempt list, so it's the grocery stores, any food stores, the pharmacies, and the tobacco. So the tobacco shops are open. <laughs> I, I, I saw that. I said they, the, the, the Parisians need their smokes. They need their smokes. But a tobacco, exactly. A tobacco store here is probably more, it's probably more similar to what you would, uh, it's not, it's not the 7-Eleven. It's not the Wawa. It's, it's more like the old fashioned kiosk where you would have the tobacco, the lottery tickets, the candy bars, that kind of thing. So it's not just a tobacco store, but, and they probably sell espresso as well. So, so it's, it's, it's sort of sort of like the Shell gas station at the corner of like Forest and Bay Ridge exactly. and Hills Merrick. <laughs> exactly, you got it. Just the you little booth it. with the crazy guy in the middle of it selling anything that he can get a buck for. But um, I'm, exactly, I'm, I'm kind of curious about the the certificates here. Now it's self imposed, so I mean, if if you all of a sudden just right now said, "Hey, I want to go get get a baguette." You just go onto your computer mm-hmm. and say, hey, okay, now it's, uh, I don't know what time it is, 11 noon, well, we're different time zones, but you know, on March. It's almost 5 p.m. here, right. Okay, so it's March, so it's 5 p.m. on March 18th, and I'm going to go to the bread store and going to be back in an hour. And you print, just print that out? Right. Right. So there is a, there's a form, there's several different um, specific things that you have to fill in related to you know, your particulars, like your name, your address, your date of birth. Um, I might have to put in my, I might have to actually put in something with the fact that I'm a U.S. citizen. I, I don't know that that's on there, but I might have to do that because um, I do have French residency, but obviously I am not a fluent French speaker. Um, and then you, you have to check off the box as to what your purpose is. Now, one of the additional things that you can do is you can go walk your dog or go for light exercise. None of these purposes are allowed to be with multiple people. So you cannot just, your entire family, leave your apartment and go wander as a group down the the street. They will, right, walking the dog. They will stop you. Now, if it's you and one, one other person, but you're maintaining a distance, my understanding is that currently they are not enforcing, you know, or not being too hardcore about it. But again, I think these people will follow the rules, these people will follow the suggested, um, you know, isolation, and they can get the graphing, these numbers down, um, then they might not have to be, you know, dropping another hammer. But at the moment, they're trying to be pretty firm. We'll see. We'll see what happens. At the moment, it's 15 days, a minimum of 15 days. And that just went and in. And the borders, and yes, that... that went into effect on Tuesday. Okay. And... and the borders are closed for a minimum of 30 days. They're only open for returning French residents. So even if you had decided yesterday that you wanted to fly into France, I do not believe that you would be able to do so um, because you do not have a French residency permit. 
Um, there are several families who are, that are separated. We have friends who have kids that are at U.S. colleges that, you know, the colleges have been closed. Um, they're trying to get those kids back. Um, we have some friends who, you know, the spouse is in one place and the, it's, it's complicated. It's, you know, we're a global world. Today. It's, a, it's a whole it's a complicated situation. It's a whole different world. So you guys are holed up now for 16 days. Um, I mean, what what is mm-hmm. what what are you hearing from the powers that be over in Paris about the prognosis of this? I mean, where are you are you getting? A, is this coming under control? Do you see a time? Are they seeing a time where this is going to be waning? I know in China it seems to be waning a little bit. They're not having nearly as many people coming in with the uh, with the disease. The rumor that we have heard is that also publicly it has been announced that this will be a minimum of 15 days. Um, I think that most people believe this is going to be actually um, 30 to 45 days. Of the isolation? I, I think the isolation. Um, I think I, I'm a numbers person, so... You know, I tend to look at what's happening numbers-wise in the other countries. I think that China, South Korea, um, Hong Kong, they were able to to contain this um, and get their arms around it pretty quickly. And that's why they've been able to bring their numbers down. I think in Italy, uh, Germany and France, Italy in particular, they they didn't take that self-containment as seriously. And um, when they announced the the self-containment, my understanding is that there were several thousand people who they had originally self-contained certain hotspots, if you remember, like the Lombardy area, Milan, and not the whole country. But what happened is when they did the self-containment or the quarantine in those particular hotspots, there were many thousand people who decided, well, I need to go home to to mama, you know, (laughs) I need to go home and take care of grandpa. (laughs) And, and, um, because of that, the virus just escaped, if you will. And, uh, then the whole country was then involved in that virus situation. So, I think their goal is to keep it contained. Do I think, uh, I think we're about a week behind Italy. I don't think we're going to see our peak for another week or so. And then, yeah, I'm hoping we can start, you know, dropping the numbers, but I think we'll be probably in the self-containment for, uh, 30 days, 30 days before wow. those numbers are really starting to come down. And I think the U S might be a week behind the France, behind France, but you would know better than I, I, I haven't really been tracking the U S numbers. We have tests available. My understanding is that the U S is just now, you know, starting to have availability of testing. Yeah. Now, did you, did you and your husband get tested? No, we have not been tested, but it's, we have not had any symptoms. symptoms right. At all. Okay. Um, we had been traveling. Interestingly enough, one of the biggest hotspots is on the eastern side of France, over in the Strasbourg area. Um, and we had been traveling over there about um, three weeks ago. But we only, you know, we went to an Airbnb. We stayed at the Airbnb. We went snowshoeing. And then we came back on the train. We weren't 
out and about. Um, maybe we were just lucky, but we have not had any symptoms. So no, we have not been tested. Okay. Okay. But you are, but you are hold up. What, what do you think is in, I mean, I've got to think controlling Italy, which is a relatively small area, France, which is a relatively small area and, you know, sort of, I don't say quarantine cause you're not really quarantined, but I mean, you're isolated. I mean, is that something, I mean, that's something obviously that we should do, but I mean, it's quite a different scale when you're talking about the United States. <laughs> Wow. I mean, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's, like it's like saying uh, like Rhode Island and Alaska. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so France is about the size of Texas, but without the guns, like we don't have the guns um, <laughs> or the hats. Let's see. Or the hats. Um, let's see. I cannot, I mean, France, we can close our borders, right? I think it'd be pretty difficult for Maryland to close their borders and say, well, sorry, you can't go across the Potomac and go down to Virginia. How would you close your borders to Pennsylvania? Yes, of course, it could happen in the United States. Of course, you could have the National Guard, the military, the police blocking roads. And that is what's happening here. Those borders, those border, the actual hard borders that used to exist, Don and I went on a trip two years ago and we were driving around through um, Venice and Hungary, and the, we would drive past those old Cold War bunkers, okay, that used to exist. They still physically are there um, across the borders. Now, there are police standing there. Okay. But two years ago, when we were on our vacation, there were no police there. So I guess, yes, could the U.S. do it? Yeah, but you literally have to have someone standing up there at the Delaware Memorial Bridge or, you know, right before that exit on 95, blocking the road, standing maybe at the toll booth, checking everybody going through and asking, why are you going through? Where's your certificate? <laughs> I, can't, I can't quite imagine that, but... Um, well, I mean, we've... Got, it can happen. I mean, we've got a lot... We've got a lot over here as, as you do on our, on our plates and we've got to figure out how to get, get in touch with it and figure out how to, how to control it. Um, I don't know how closely you're following, you know, Maryland news, but governor Hogan has ordered the health department to figure out how to build another 6,000 hospital beds, uh, by opening up some closed oh, hospitals. Um, he's taken all the, uh, do you remember the VEIP stations for the, uh, emissions on your yes. cars? Okay. Well, he, uh -huh. he immediately closed all those and they're set up now to be a drive-through testing station, but he's not going to open them up until we get the testing kits to be able to test. Um, right. So, which is, I mean, I mean, he's taking all of, all of the right moves as far as I know. And, and, you know, I hope when this is all over that we can sit there and say it was an overreaction, but we didn't kill anybody. Uh, you know, the alternative is just, is horrible. Well, I think that from what I've read, the um, several of the governors have uh, really been on the forefront of trying to protect their citizens and trying to provide um, some leadership and, and make some decisions. I think that, again, France is, is one a country the size of Texas. You have federal rule and state rule which makes it more complicated, both from a health regulation standpoint, transportation, um, it's just, it's very difficult leadership-wise, I think, uh, to manage both state and federal 
at this point. But I'm really happy to hear that um, many of the state governors have stepped up. I think that's awesome. Exactly, exactly. Well, I'll tell you, as um, what what do you have, any advice do you have for anybody here that's listening that is, uh, as we are about a week ahead of you, or a week behind you, sorry. Uh, I mean, what what advice do you have? I mean, obviously, isolate is, is critical, and we've been hearing that for days, and you're obviously living proof of that. I think that um, what I've been trying to tell my family in the United States, um, they need to remember this is not a drill. It sounds, it, it sounds like a movie. It sounds like a, a scary book. This is not a drill. Um, I think self-isolation is important. And anything else is really selfish. It's, it's selfish on their part because whereas they, you know, I feel fine. Um, I do not have any symptoms. Could I go walking down the street and walk into a grocery store? Absolutely. Um, but what you don't know is you don't know if you're an invisible carrier. And then you are putting someone else's life at risk. And you're continuing just to propagate the virus further and further um, beyond containment. So I think self-isolation, I think being prepared to be at home, whether that means downloading books or um, preparing food or talking with your parents and your children. Um, I think that um, this is a whole new world that we're looking at and it's going to be very different going forward. And I I don't mean that in a scary sense. I think that it also provides us a lot of opportunity to think about how we can be a little bit different um, in how we approach our work and how we approach our social interactions and and our faith. So um, we are looking, as the president of my social organization, we're looking at um, virtual apparos, you know, find the app and uh, do a social hangout and then you know let's all gather together um and have an apero together but virtually we are facetiming with our 97 year old um mother my mother-in-law and it's awesome um we get all of my kids together and we do you know a group skype session i think it really is important to maintain those social interactions. No one can mean, what is that old, old song? No man is an island. And that's very true. I think we need each other and we need this sense of community and that's how we'll get through. So well, that's, that's my words of wisdom. That's, no, no, they're, they're good. They're good words. What is What I mean, are people in Paris freaking out or are they just, it sounds like, I mean, you sound very calm, cool and collected. And, and I mean, they're okay. This is, this is what we have to do. Is that, is that pretty much the general consensus in Paris? So, um, I think that, of course, there are people who are probably freak, freaking out, um, no matter what culture or what country they're in. But I do believe that the Europeans have lived through a lot of history. Um, and a lot of history more recent on their own soil than Americans. I mean, there are many, many reminders as you walk down the streets of World War II um, and World War I, right here, you know, around the corner from my apartment. 
So I think, do I think they are uh, less excitable? No, I don't think they're less excitable. Do I think that they are more prepared to listen and do what's best for the country? Yes, in the sense that I believe they are prepared to stand together and fight. I think that Americans, if it comes down to that, they need to be able to realize that this is for the best of the country and be patriotic about it from that sense and not tear it down as a political position. Um, Politics is, is divisive. And this is not a time for divisiveness. It's a time for community and strength. So I think Americans need to focus on that. Fantastic. Well, I can't imagine how tough it is for you and your husband to be uh, isolated in an apartment in Paris, as well as isolated from your family over here. I know you, before we had started recording, you had said that your daughters are holed up at your home over here in Eastport. So uh, I guess it's some little bit of a consolation to know that they're all together looking out for one another and everything else as well. But, uh, and what, what is the prognosis for you getting back to the United States to, for a visit? Do you know? Oh goodness. I have two trips planned, one in May and one in June. Lord willing and the Creek don't rise. I can get home, but I don't know. <laughs> I happen to know it's May and May and June. That's like, that's like sailing weather, right? planned them very specifically for sailing and steamed crabs and um, the start of, you know, the one was before the Naval Academy commencement and one is in June, quite a few weeks after. So I was just coming home to enjoy the spring weather and look at the beautiful flowers in my yard, but I don't know. I'm not sure when I'll be able to get home. We currently are, have not canceled those vacation plans. We're fortunate because I believe all the airlines have been extraordinarily uh, reasonable with regards to refunds. Yeah, they they all really so, have. Yeah, but um, but I don't know. I hope to get home. When I get home, you and I can sit down and we'll have a beer and a cup of cream crab soup. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, I think the last time we, we saw each other, we were in Grumps. I think that was it. Or Eastport Kitchen. <laughs> could, could, have, could have been one of the two. Well, I, w- I will let you go and you and Don stay safe. Keep washing your hands. Thank you, Don. And um, thank you very much for, uh, for your time. Thank you. And stay in touch. Okay, will do. This has been an update from Eye on Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Twitter at ionanapolis. And be sure to subscribe to our daily news brief podcast, which is delivered every Monday through Friday to your phone or device at 7 a.m.